It's the clearest of nights when the stars shine underneath the glow of the moon. That you realize that feeling inside of you exists. That there's more to life than the way you have been living it. If only a flicker of light that reminds you of the truth that burns inside of you. We all exist and come from the same seven stars that make up the me, the we, and, and the, the us. us. We are the road to remind you of this and hold your hand as you walk home. In another episode of Coffees with Skylar and Coco, well, it's lattes today. Latte, latte, <laughs> latte. I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay. You know, in linear time, we are in March. And, you know, when you kind of enter the new year, March seems so far away. But it just, like, literally happened in a blink of an eye, I swear. Like, how did this even happen? I, like, this year is just going to fly by, you guys. It's going to fly by. Like, it's, I'm just shook right now. <laughs> so here we are in March. <laughs> And I just put out the energy report and so much is taking place. So much has happened. Everybody, let's just breathe. February was, wow, in so many ways. February was such a great reset. (laughs) It was unbelievable. And, you know, if we go back and start this podcast off with the plain imagery, you know, and I think that that was kind of end of January into February. And it's like, you're on the plane. You trust that you're in the right seat. You know, you're on the right flight and it's like what outside of your window is trying to pull at you? You know, that imagery just kind of like started off February really heavily and everybody, everybody in their journey went through some turbulence. (laughs) Oh, I think, I think everyone was able to, to see something outside their window. I don't think anyone can sit there and honestly say that they saw nothing. No. Because if. I think if you I know actually, for us personally, I mean, I yeah. can't I can't speak for you, Skylar. No, no, I, I know outside my window, it was fucking like it was like I was flying through a garbage dump at some at some times. Yeah, I mean, if you if you didn't see anything and nothing noticed, I I don't think you were paying attention. Exactly, because you were checked out, the, distracted. The level of reset that you could have been sent to or gone back to yeah. was insane, and if you were aware of it, it was like. I don't want to say it like, was shocking. Catalytic, really. But it was like, oh my God. Like, a lot of the words that we would use would be like, I can't believe I'm here again. I thought I had dealt with this. Yeah, you have. And that was just almost like that second, the second check to make sure that you had actually dealt with it so you can move forward past those old energies. Well, yeah, if you use the imagery of a video game, you know, and the video game is custom for your journey, for your experience, for your consciousness, for your life. So it's like me and Skylar, if you use us as an example, we're sitting in our own video game in our own plane and everything outside of that window was custom to the quote unquote experience that we needed to have. You know, those tests, those, oh, here we are again facing this this situation. How are we responding? What are we going to do about it? Um, and that, that was February. Like it just was, it was just freaking phenomenal. And you know, February really like, rocked a lot of people it it hit a lot of people you know in our world feeds came on and we really 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 started to understand what turns people into ai um and the feeds really really rocked and brought a lot of clarity to 
too many. And then, you know, there's, there's people that, that just couldn't handle it anymore. That just were like, this is getting too real. I have to take responsibility. I have to take accountability. And I just, I don't want to, you know, and, and that's, that's the journey that happens, you know, all the time is when things really start to go inward. It's, it's, that's when the work pivots for people, because when you actually are going to continue to push through when you have to do the inner work, because it's all great when it's external. Everybody loves the external, you know, if you can appear a certain way, if you can do all the things, if you can do it all externally, great. We all have that journey. It's when it flips into the internal and you actually have to take ownership for your life, for your connections, for your relationships, for your state of being, sometimes that just gets too real for us and we just got to go down you know a few flights of stairs a a few floors and and check out again to eventually you know come back to the scene of the crime and and that was february for a lot of people too well i mean the energy of like we've never been we've never gone this far before it was that check to make sure that those of us or those of you who are doing the work can move past all those old stories all those old narrations yeah. Okay, you face them. You said you had dealt with them. Now you face them. Okay, can we move forward to something new? Can we move forward onto this new energetic stuff that we're working on? Yeah, and I know for me personally, um, using me as the example again, it's like I had all those old narrations um, that I've been open about, that I've struggled about for years with, you know, specifically death and dying. And that was just huge for me this month, like really realizing that that was part of a feed for me and realizing like, what the fuck am I going to do about it? Like, am I going to constantly go to you, Skylar, and bring up the scenarios? Am I constantly going to go to Becca and bring up the scenarios? Or am I actually going to be like that? I have to go inside. I have to feel these worst case scenarios. I have to own this shit so that I can flip it. And, and that's that piece that I'm talking about is when we flip to inner, that it gets too real for people and they don't want to look at that. So if I use me as an example, so you can see, it's like one of my biggest narrations that I've talked about for years on this podcast is Skylar dying. And last summer was when it really started to pivot for me. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And then I went inside and I was like, okay, Skylar's on his bike right now. If he dies, how, like, I gotta go there. I gotta go there because this narration is consuming me and it won't stop. And I went there and I was fucking shocked at the truth inside of me once I went there because I didn't care about you actually dying. That's the truth. And it's actually sick and fucking embarrassing to even say, but I didn't care about you dying. I care about the impact it has on me when you die. Oh, I have to call our kids. Oh, I have to call your family. That's why I don't want you to die. It's not you actually dying that's the issue. It was the fact of all the other things. That's that's an example of the missing piece with people is when we go inside, we have to go to those places that seem embar- that seem just fucked and embarrassing, you know? We have to go there within ourselves to heal them and realize that it's the wound's story or it's the wound's trauma, but it's not reality. 
but you have to be okay with feeling and going into what the wound says. And that is a big thing of why so many people distract. So many people look outside that plain window and grab the garbage or get sucked into the in into whatever it is so that they don't have to look at me with me. Does that make sense? That I mean that makes sense sense to me. Um let's see if I can figure out if I can try and make it maybe make more sense or just uh paraphrase everything. It's embarrassing to have to say that I'm not I don't care if you die. I care more about how it affects me. Mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of people will stop at because they don't want to admit that it's not about missing that person. Yeah. It's about the, the work or the stress or everything. The, the things the that loneliness. I have, The loneliness. Yeah. The things I have to pick up. That's what they're trying to avoid having to acknowledge. Yeah. And that's why they're trying to externally control, a.k.a. me, always being like, do you have your phone? Like, is find your phone on? Because I'm trying to externally plan and control Something that isn't even real. Yeah, I remember thinking about this with, um, I mean, my whole entire past with all the wives and stuff like that that I've had is um, I can't do this on my own. I can't raise kids on my own. Yeah. I need someone with me. Yeah. And for me to even like, but no, like I am more than capable. In fact, it's actually more often than not easier to do it on your own than to rely on someone else who's not even helping. Well, isn't that the journey of, of this work and of consciousness and of all this is coming back home to yourself. And that's what people need to understand is, you know, in duplicate, it was so heavy, like, oh, we're going to go home. We're going to go to Corfu. We're going to have this external thing, like all this stuff. And that was what made duplicate duplicate. That is why we had made it that far every single fucking lifetime is because it was the egoic external chokehold of something external was going to save you something external is going to be great how many lifetimes did we do just that where you know we had the quote-unquote purpose we had the quote-unquote superpowers and then it it developed as an egoic state of being that just could not sustain because everybody was me focused so in order to get to the place that we are now where we're moving is we had to all within ourselves live out that duplication, long for that duplication. You all have to go through that ego journey of longing for the race to purpose, longing for the race for something outside of you, longing for, you know, just to be out of this layer, X, Y, and Z. You need that external dismantle so that you can then come home to yourself, which is what Skylar just said about having the ex-wives and having those journeys, it was always like, I'm so scared of myself. I don't trust myself. Can I do this alone? If I have somebody, that's the journey home to ourselves. Because then when you are home to yourselves, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you are home because it's inside of you. And then the external matches that. And that is what consciousness truly is. And that is such a big misconception with all these like, you know, flashy words and stuff that are all out in the world where it's like home is within you and all that. Yeah, it is, but you can't say it. It's an embodiment from the inside and it's not this external checklist. And February really, really, really pushed at that with the glitter bomb and the glitter expansion because the glitter bomb is that egoic chokehold 
of wanting it to be a certain way. And the glitter, um, the glitter expansion is, is, is this, is, is releasing all of the external. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening now moving into March. And we are fully in this reset and this 13th month journey now, which is that walk to go back inside of you versus this longing and this fucking pull and this fucking obsession with something outside of you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the imagery that was coming to me was home. Like what's home? We, we think of yeah. home as our house. Yeah. But what's, what's great about our house is despite what's going on outside, the wind, the rain, the snow, whatever, inside the house is calm. Yeah. That's like an external metaphor. It's comfortable. That's an external metaphor yeah. for exactly what you need to have inside. You should be able to walk outside. You should be able to go into a stressful situation, yeah. a chaotic situation, and have that calm and that ease and that peace about yes, you. because you're home inside. Because you're home inside. Mm-hmm. There's no one, you don't judge or doubt anything that you say or you do because you you know. You know this is who you are and this is what you're doing. And there's none of that narrations about that that's rocking your foundation anymore. Yeah, yeah, I love that, Skylar, because that that's what coming home to yourself really means. And then if you imagine it, it's like that calmness, that like unthinkable, that ima- that life that you could never imagine before starts to literally like it almost looks like a Care Bear inside of you. And then it starts to bur- to like, uh, like push out, birth out and your reality externally and internally become one. So the crazy shit starts happening, you know, the the currency from the sky in, in in my early work that all starts to show up in front of you you know all of the things that you've been working towards and clearing out and embodying just really really starts to present itself because you first have to clean yourself out and trust yourself and love yourself and know your worth to get yourself home you know it's that journey you know it's like when you go on that plane ride or you go on that road trip you have to trust that external journey the same thing is happening now it's the inside you have to trust yourself you have to um really really know that you know what you're doing you know you have to know that there's a bigger plan there's a bigger thing outside of this density reality it's like you know when you're in the plane and you look down at a city and you're like fuck like life is so small you know when you look down at a city and you see how big the city is and then you zone into one little spot you're like some random fucking small little ant of a person lives in that one little house that is that is really humbling to realize that there's something so much bigger than you helping you and it's you with you beyond what you can imagine right now and and that is like really the the wind beneath your wings i would say that's beginning here in march well yeah well before we get to the march energy report just to top off that imagery i just images of of a fish tank popped in my head that needs to be cleaned yeah when it's just sitting there the water looks can look clear or maybe just slightly dirty. Once you really start to get in there and start cleaning it, what happens? All that yeah. stuff kind of starts to float yeah. and come up to the surface. So as you're cleaning things up and you're disturbing things, you're almost kind of creating more of a mess. Yeah. But it's more of a mess so that way you can get it properly cleaned yeah. and you can move on. 
Well, and, and I love that imagery, Skylar, because, you know, in a lot of the chats um, that I've been having recently is, is this pivot that people are starting to have. I just had, had it with somebody today where they were like, I don't honestly know what to do because they're somebody who's living on the top of the AI floor now, meaning that they're not being fed by the feeds. They're not living in checked out AI. They see it all. And she was just like, I don't, it's fucking weird because you're so used to being in it. And then the pivot happens when you can see it outside of you and you're constantly like, okay, when's the foot going to drop? Or I'm like so used to being in it or whatever that pivot starts happening where that whole fish tank has now started to clear and it's an adjustment it's an adjustment yeah it's it's weird not yeah. to have shit floating in your field of vision <laughs> yeah it's, it's literally what it comes down to and it's abnormal and it's you're not used to it but it just takes time yeah and you will adapt to and, the new and the I, new view that you've got and i know you and i who walk this that flip for us really started happening the summer of 2020 and i remember like uh, february of 2020 we woke up one day and you go you know We've been in our winter and I like started crying and I said to you, God fucking damn, have we ever been in our winter for years and years and years? And you go, I don't know what it is, but our spring is here. And like even saying that right now makes me so emotional. And I'd say around later that summer, we started moving into our actual summer and we've been moving and, and settling into summer for the last three years. And summer is that just that constant beauty, you know, that constant, you know, deep long summer days you know the heat you know you everybody knows how summer feels what's crazy is when you pivot you don't realize that your state of being can be summer every day of your life for the rest of your life it's that conditioning and that program when you're in the program and you're in ai and feeds that you have to have the cycle that you have to have the winter that you have to have the fall the spring and the summer you know all in their own beautiful journeys of their own but what we don't realize is that that's all fake news and that we actually can live a life in summer and maybe maybe throughout your day you might have an hour of fall where the leaves are falling and you're like shit I fucking need to clean this up or you know somebody might pass away in your life or you might have some sort of you know hardship quote-unquote that could be winter, but you deal with it so much differently now because the foundation in which you stand is summer. Does that make sense? So it's like if you live in summer in that state of being and a winter storm happens in the middle of the summer, you're like, okay, well, this is fucked and this is something, but you can handle it so much differently because 99% of your life is in the summer. So if the snow's coming in the middle of the summer, you're like, cool but it's gonna melt right away because it's freaking 40 degrees that is the shift that starts happening yeah i i completely yeah understand what you're talking about yeah. yeah it's the fact that like um yeah the shift and the change of the frequency of the seasons yes if you find yourself like oh i, I i'm in summer and i must have now life has gone crazy and shit well you've probably missed missed fall somehow you missed all the signs that were coming because you could have like like a like a late summer again well yeah you can't you have in order to live in summer in order to stay in that state of being 
in your layers, in your journey of dismantling the ego and moving into a higher state of consciousness, you have to go through your winter, your falls and your springs and maybe multiple fucking times. You have to until finally the season changes fully to your summer and you live in that summer. That's what you need to understand. You can tell and sell to yourself that you're fucking in summer because it's literally summer outside in density and life is good and whatever, but it won't sustain. You have to do it internally. You have to dig through the the layers of the seasons, if we use that imagery, in order to plant yourself solidly as that beautiful tree in summer. So the imagery that's coming to me right now is like, I'm a beautiful olive tree that has now planted my roots so deeply into the soil of summer. And it doesn't matter if the if the snow hits me in the middle of summer, I got this because internally I'm that solid olive tree inside. And that imagery is what people really need to understand and and apply to yourself. It's like, what season are you in, in your layers right now? What season are you in, in the journey? Are you in your winter? Are you moving into your spring? People get so heavily victimized to this. And and I really want to touch on that is there's such a theme of that victim rescuer abuser energy that then turns into the self-sabotage. And that I saw like fucking crazy in February. Last week, for example, I have never seen the community in such a fucking shitstorm. And we're going to have a whole separate podcast to explain why the shitstorm um and and why the world was in a shitstorm as a, as a whole. But that shitstorm was it was so funny one day we went out to do to do structure and Beck is like literally I feel like it's fucking um Best Buy Black Friday and I'm fucking sitting here as the as the manager of Best Buy and you come in you're like okay I'm leaving bye see you you got you got but you got uh, Black Friday all all checked out and, and good to go here it was just that level of of of, of crazy and, and and Beck is just standing in the middle and we're just kind of giggling And that was a huge energy that hit because everybody basically went to the bottom of the fucking sea to really get real with themselves and be like, what is still anchored there? Why am I still fucking, um, you know, outside the plane, quite frankly, because everybody gets to this point where the external literally pulls them and wants things to be a certain way. And that was in February. You really, really, really got rocked being like, okay, externally, it's fucking expired. We cannot sustain this way anymore. You cannot keep doing it. And if you, if you do do that, you're going to just go down a different floor. Like we aren't your people because we can't help you if all you want to do is stay in the external. It just, it was just a huge flip because the external loves the victim, rescuer, abuser, because you don't have to go internally. You don't have to look at each at, at oneself. You can just sit in that fucking constant cycle and then you can blame somebody. You know, I'm the big blame all the time to people when they have to make an external or sorry, internal change. Well, it's Coco's fault. It's Coco's fault. I'm like, 
No, it's fucking you with you. Because if you can blame somebody or somebody in your family or your life can blame me or blame somebody external, then they don't have to look at the internal either. So notice that about yourself. Are you in victim? Are you in rescuer? Are you in abuser? And be okay with the fact that you are because that's how you'll get out of it. But that was just fucking huge in February, that energy smacking people, especially outside of the plane, you know, wanting being like, oh, you know, call me, have this, do this, whatever it was to really, really, really pull on that victim, rescue or abuser energy of yourself. So everybody had their journey with it. You know, I, I called a few people crazy last month, just, you know, just to tease them and bug them. But it, it really was a, a crazy month of that energy. And do you have anything to add about that? I mean, we just watched so much of it go down and, and, and see it with ourselves, too. We saw it within ourselves. I mean, even the acknowledgement of where you are as a rescuer, yeah. as an abuser, as, as a victim. I mean, you have to acknowledge that first. Yeah. And I mean, you don't have to be okay with where you're at, but you have to acknowledge it because if you're yeah, okay, I love that. I because love if, that. if you're okay with where you're at, then you're almost willing to kind of sit in your shit for a bit. Mm-hmm. But there's a big difference between acknowledging where you're at and, and being like, okay, like I'm here, but I'm okay with that. I need to have this experience again. Yeah. Because if you acknowledge where you're at, then you can at least make different decisions to get out of it. That, I think, is a very key element. Like, it's okay. Yeah, that's very key. Yeah, yeah. like I said, it's, it's okay if you notice and you catch yourself going through things, but you can stop that moment. Yeah. Um, and stop but, the telling cell. Like, I love what you just said. There's a huge difference between, you know, owning it, sitting in your shit, and then telling yourself that, oh, I need this experience or X, Y, and Z. Like, the telling cell is very high within oneself when they're in this cycle. And you need to recognize that within yourself and be okay with, with, with that, you know? And I love that so much because the real pivots that I saw this month were the people that really owned where they were at well for example i know there's uh we're talking about this with with someone in the community who started smoking yeah you have okay so that this we'll just even break that down quickly you have the thought i need a cigarette okay do i have smokes in the house no okay what do i need to do i need to go out i need to buy cigarettes yeah I need to either drive to the gas station or walk to the gas station. I have to go in. I have to ask for cigarettes. I got to buy a lighter. I got to open up the pack of cigarettes. I've got to light the pack <laughs> of cigarettes. Yeah, like look at the all the multiple choices in those. Even, at any time during that, you can say, you know what? Why am I smoking? Exactly. Oh, I need to have this experience. Oh, just wait. We'll even, add on. We'll even add on to it. I've already bought the pack of yeah. cigarettes and I'm sitting in the car. <laughs> Asking myself, why am I smoking? Well, it's too late now. I've already bought cigarettes. Self-sabotage. Is you sitting in your shit and self-sabotaging it. But be like, I don't need these cigarettes anymore. I'm not even... And recognizing how you even got to this point where you're holding the cigarette. And then going and working backwards from the situation. Exactly. And then possibly getting rid of the cigarettes is a different reaction than just like, well, I need to smoke this pack of cigarettes one more time to make sure I know I don't like smoking cigarettes. Yes. You already know if you don't like smoking cigarettes, but we have, like, I can't remember how, like, seven or eight different choice points to stop yourself from going to get that cigarettes. 
Now apply that to like everything else in your life. Everything, yeah. How did I end up sitting across from this person who just talks about themselves all the time and who just drains the shit out of me? Yes. How many different choice points did you have to stop that interaction but you either ignored it or sold and told to yourself that you needed to have it? Yeah, and I even see that in, in amongst people who are doing the work. They like are like, I knew I shouldn't have, you know, I was sitting across from that person or I was doing this or I was doing that. And just because people are doing the work, like if your body doesn't feel like like spending time with them, why are you? Like, why are you? You know, and, and those are all the things that it that you got to get past the highlight reel. You got to get past the surface of like face value external and really start feeling and I just feel like we should touch a little bit about like feeling because I feel like people just have a really hard time grasping with feeling. And on the last podcast, I heard... Well, let's just, let's just uh, rewind a quick 10 seconds yes. here. We talk about hanging out with someone else who is doing the work. Yeah. And you hang out with that person even though you don't feel like hanging out with that person. But you tell themselves. But you tell themselves the the that they're doing the work, that they're okay. Yes. But if you see, you're ignoring that feeling Feeling, because here's the thing. If we reflect on it and you say, look, I'm just not feeling it today. Something has come up. Something has changed. Yeah. And you tell that person that then it's their work to sit with it and to see what's going on. You're almost saving them from having an experience that they need to have. And somebody had said this to me um, last week and I loved it so much because they said on the last podcast that I had said, I am so over the words, um, feel into it and I'm going to sit with it. And then somebody had messaged me and said that really clicked for me. They said, because I'm noticing that I'm using the words, I'm going to sit with it to avoid the actual truth with somebody. So for example, it's like, I'm just going to use, I don't know, Sage, say Sage messages me and is like, Hey Coco, like wondering if you want to, you know, meet me at Bernie's for dinner. And I write back and be like, I'm just going to sit with it. But actually in that moment, I don't want to hang out with Sage. I can feel it in my body. So exactly. We're trying to spare the other person's feelings. And our wounds are being pinged. So you're totally bypassing the work. And then you're, depending on where you are in in your layer, that's literally going to put you into fucking snake, checked out, whatever, whoever you are individually in your own work, right? But me, me example, if if I said to Sage, oh yeah, let me sit with it. Instead of me in that moment, just dealing with the energy being like, thanks Sage, I just don't. I just don't feel like going to Bernie's with you, but thank you, you know, in a different moment of now, a different place. And now let's revisit this. Cool. Like, why does it have to be anything more? That's what's wrong with the fucking world. If you look out at the world right now, if more people just said their fucking truth and got over themselves and faced their wounds, wouldn't we live in such a different place? Isn't that what we're here to do? Isn't that what we're embodying? Isn't this what we're trying to you know, change, change the world with just our own individual work, because it's not personal. It's not just because I don't feel in that moment of going to Bernie's with Sage doesn't mean that Sage isn't a wonderful being. I, I just don't feel it. And, on the and, flip- and that's a big, that's a big deal for people to hear. And then why delay it? And, and I really want to touch on that because I was talking with Becca about that this morning about how she had to write an email um, um, to do with some sort of um, rental thing. And she goes, I'm so glad that I wrote the email and got that energy out of me. 
the longer we avoid, the longer we tell and sell, the longer we deny, the more we clog ourselves up and our wounds just fucking get like a fucking constipated turd that's like about to blow. This is the prime example. And really look at yourself. Why are you not speaking the truth? It's not your problem, their reaction. But there's, there is a slight difference between speaking the truth yeah. and being an asshole. Exactly. So like speaking your truth is like, you know what? I'm just not feeling, feeling dinner tonight. Exactly. Maybe another night, right? Rather than be like, nah, no, I don't like you. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about you. And that's there, just common discernment and, yes. and, and I mean, kindness. Yeah, there's, there's some kindness. There's some compassion to it. But really what I'm trying to get at here is the habit of speaking your truth. Yeah. If you can't speak your truth to someone who is definitely doing the work, yeah. then how are you going to speak your truth mm-hmm. to someone who's not exactly. doing the work? Instead, exactly. what you're doing is you're practicing a habit of keeping your mouth shut and holding it in and just feeding your wounds that that compliance you're lying to yourself it's a compliance you're just literally living the fucking rhinestone on a turd life you just really are if you're not embodying it and you're not doing it you're still in that floor of 4d where it's like i'll pick and fucking choose like embodiment when you embody and live your life like this it just gets easier and easier and easier because you don't make any excuses for what you feel and this is just such a good example is you know it you know it you know you don't need me coco your mentor to tell you you know inside yourself and that's the pivot that we're moving into is it's you with you you know you know what you want you know what you feel you can't deny it especially as you do the work to get more and more and more clean because feeling is a totally 100 percent different than external from what people's opinions and their ego are saying Truly, you cannot deny a feeling. You cannot deny it. And you know, I've even, I've seen this with people like going through relationships and stuff. And I know we talked about this with you. And it's like, you know, when you had your, your um, divorce years ago, you were just like, there just wasn't anything there anymore. Like I couldn't even like fight for her. I couldn't even deny it because I knew it was done. Like listen to that language and you were doing no work and you were snoring, but you had a feeling and you knew it was done. So as much as that external tried to tell you that, you know, X, Y, and Z, the kids, the this, the that inside of you, you're like, I literally can't do anything. I can't, I can't, I can't. I know this feeling is correct. Yes, I can't, I can't fight with, I can't fight for her to be with her when I've been um, acknowledging to myself that I did, that the relationship was over. Exactly. But even take that a little bit farther, I knew the relationship was over before it actually ended. Yes, but your wounds were just too... My wounds were too strong that I couldn't end it myself. I had to wait for her to make Mm -hmm. that decision Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And that's a big, big thing for people. You know, as a mentor, it's like so many people um, will wait for me to quote-unquote tell them or guide them in session. And I'm really pivoting myself as a mentor, being like, you don't need me to tell you. Come to me with the awareness. Come to me with the nuggets and I will guide you accordingly and help you so that you can make the decision yourself. I will give you the higher perspective, but it's not about me. It's about you and you trusting yourself. And I know you had this like amazing session um, on the weekend with somebody when you're working on them and you're like, you know, it's like 
you're amazing and you got to believe that you don't need the external validation you know you have to love yourself and that person this week said to me like that session just really pivoted for me because I realized my whole entire life I've been looking for that external validation I haven't been trusting myself and I'm like yeah that's the fucking theme of everybody is people don't trust themselves because for the longest time we're so so clouded and consumed um, at the bottom of the sea, you know, that you forget that there's there's a top of the sea with the sunshine and you can feel and everything. You're just so calm. If you use that imagery, you're so compacted in the mud and the the water that you forget what it's like at the top. You can breathe and trust yourself. And, you know, nobody, nobody is more, quote unquote, psychic. Nobody is more in tune than you with you. You just don't fucking listen. And you don't and you don't listen to the signs, but that's this work. So that was February. And I mean, between the plane, the reset, um, we had the slingshot at the beginning of February. The slingshot, the glitter Ooh, bombs. The glitter bombs. I mean, February 2023 for a lot of people will go down in quote unquote history as 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 a big, 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 pivotal, life-changing month no matter what floor what decisions what choices you made in that month it's all going to stem back to this month of february when you look back as the year moves along does that mean we're finally getting to the energy report so now we're getting (laughs) to the energy report Woo! so i'm going to read this and then me and skylar are going to break it down to help you understand march okay let's go okay from the deck overlooking the garden with a single olive tree Things are different now in every way, and it's the beginning of the explosion of bliss or madness in everything, and it goes like this. As the plane lowers, you see where you're at. Did your travels do you in? Did you get pulled by everything and anything outside the window? Are you exhausted? Are you in fear and doubt? Or are you calm and as blissful as can be after a 30-hour travel scene? It does not matter where you're at. It's the realization and truth inside yourself that either you're seeing or running the other way. Either way, it's okay. It's experience you're choosing, but it's going to be bliss or madness as March begins. For you will see right off the hop, what is it that's chewing at you? Are things too real now that you cannot look at them, blame someone else, or deny they're there? Are you feeling the fight inside, but externally everything is quote unquote fine? It's the truth in every way as the month begins and you will be blown away at what you see this month if you actually overcome what's trying to get you to run. Be a victim and keep you feeling internally low. For the external, anyone can make glow. If you're above, you know it and you look like a candle in the wind trying to stay lit all month and you will see within yourself how that fight and those lies are fucking old. And for some, they put on the big winter toque over their head now and begin that 13-month walk where they deny the truth because they refuse the personal responsibility and accountability of what it means to be aware. And that's okay. But if that is the choice, you will see and experience the clear split of two different realities to have your own journey to grow and finally let the candle burn out. And the bliss, it's magic. 
It's wobbly at times because the fight to keep the flame on has been your life for so long. But this month, if you're steady within yourself with the single choices and awareness you have each month and each moment, you grow so much. For you see this month that the candle never needed to stay lit. It needed to blow out. For no one fucking cares about the candle being lit. They only see and want the flame. And that flame exists because you do. The candle was and is the external thing on which it sits. And when you flip to this, you fucking flip. It's shocking and it is stabilizing in the same sense as that whole different world it exists from this state and space. When you choose to embody and live from the magic of your flame, and that's you with you. For madness this month exists with whoever else outside of you is to blame. Who can you say is the cause of this? Who is the one that is causing the wind? For when you want the external to uphold and be a specific way, you will always, and we mean always, find a way to keep yourself in the sabotage cycle of yourself. The wax melts down this month, or you continue to protect and fight it from the wind. The awareness of this flips everything, and so does the truth of the light actually being boots on the ground. That's I, great. I love this one. Yeah, That's it's, great. It's beautiful. The fact that the imagery that really stands out for me with this month's energy report is the blowing out of the candle. Yeah. Because people just wanted the heat oh, and the safety of the light. That makes me so emotional. Because all I can think of is... Um, just birthday cakes. Uh, I'm not thinking necessarily <laughs> birthday cakes, but it's kind of like when you walk into like a dark room. Yeah. And everything is just like pitch black, so you light that light. Yeah. But it actually almost like bothers your eyes more... And you could actually see better if you were to blow out that candle and let your eyes adjust to the darkness. You would see how much light there actually is yeah. in that room or that exists. Or like if we actually turn off all the lights in the world, like all the stars that we could see in the sky. Yeah. It's not just yeah. a black nothingness floating above us because the light pollution is oh. blocking it out. If we turn off all the lights, you would see the truth. The truth. The beauty. The, yeah. the light that is shining down on us. It makes me so emotional because if I use the imagery that I'm seeing, which is the birthday, and it's like, you know, up until this energy report and this moment of now, it's like you don't really stop to realize that the candles on the cake, the only reason you love the candles are because of the flame. You know, and but it's the like... candles on a birthday cake, you're supposed to blow out. Well, exactly. But it's like crazy because I look at like my my external life and I'd go and like pick candles based on their color, you know? And now I'm like, holy fuck, was I ever wrong? Like the candle color never even mattered. It was always the flame because if the flame didn't light, I don't like the candle. I don't like it. It looks stupid. But look at how warped we are in our life where it's like literally you want this aesthetic so you get the nice pink candles, but all people care about is the fucking flame. Like it's fucked. When you really sit with this imagery, it should have a clicky moment with inside of you because that birthday example that I just gave, where the fuck are you doing that in your life? Where are you holding on to the pink candle? What is the pink candle to you? And once you remove that pink candle and, you know, or like Skylar said, you have no light in the world and you just see the star, what is that to you? You know, and that's this month. That's that flip. And and the madness 
is happening. So if you're quote unquote going through it or you're clinging or you've made a choice, you know, maybe to quit the work or you haven't even begun the work or whatever the case may be, it's like that madness is happening because of this. Like what's chewing at you? What are you trying to sustain through as a pink candle versus the flame? You know, why are you, why did you make the choices that you made in February to get to the awareness of now? So now you're in the awareness and you're like, okay, oh fuck. Like I'm still trying to fucking control the wind or all the fucking people that are trying to blow out this candle before the three-year-old gets it, gets to it for their birthday. You know what I mean? Or what, what is that? in your life and you have to look at it and be real with yourself where are you still trying to control the wind well what does what does a candle really represent like we'll say what does a candle really represent it represents light it represents warmth because fire heat all those things those are things that we're all actively looking for and what does that mean security yeah comfort yeah if Denial. I can, if, Denial. If, if I can see, uh-huh. then I'm gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. If I have, if I'm warm, then I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. But really, light casts its own shadows. It makes if there's light someplace, there has to be a shadow someplace else. Yeah. So that's things that you cannot see, things that you are not uncovering. But if you walk over there to look at it, let's say you walk from from the doorway towards the back of your room. That means the front of your room is now in darkness. Mm-hmm. And the back of your room is lit. Like if we look at that imagery, you can only see so much with a candle being lit. With a flashlight, it only shines at so much, so many things, which is great. And it serves a purpose in itself because it allows you to focus on whatever it is you're doing and feeling in that moment. But at some point in time, you have to be so secure, so comfortable with being in the dark. Yeah. So that way you can allow your eyes to adjust and be able to see just how much light is really there in the middle of yeah, in, in, the, and, in, the, in the darkest nights. And I, and I love that so much because when you actually get uncomfortable with being in the dark, you finally get to see all the things that you didn't get to see in the light because the light looks like the light externally looks like, you know, Vegas, like it just bamboozles you and it's like so bright and you're just like, so there's just so much in your fucking face. And then when you go to the dark and you have to adjust, you're like, I never saw the door over there because it was always just fucking. There was so much light in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very, a very easy example is, is driving at night, especially like in Saskatchewan when we were on the dark highways when you see another car, their headlights are so bright and blinding mm-hmm. that for a few seconds after they're passed, it takes a moment for your eyes to readjust to being yeah. able to see. And I know there were times when I was being like uh, crazy because the moon was out, like we had a full hunter's moon that I could turn off the headlights and I could drive Saskatchewan highways in the dark with no headlights on. Yeah. For, I mean, even for a few minutes. And like, wow, the amount of things you could see beyond the the shine of your headlights, car lights. Yeah. Car lights, yeah. 
And that's, that's, that's March. Like March is this pivotal flip now is you with you internal. So anyone who is grasping to the external, anyone who is grasping to the candle, anyone who is denying um, anything within themselves is going to feel that madness, is going to feel fucking crazy, is going to be like, what the fuck is happening? And I feel like a large portion of people really fucking pre-wave that last week when I said like, I've never seen the fucking Best Buy fucking Black Friday imagery within our world so drastically because the madness hit. Like it was a fucking week of fucking just fucking madness. And not necessarily like everyone's mad. Everybody just moving through their layers of like, holy shit, like clicking. This is happening. I'm making choices. I'm I'm doing all that. But that madness at the bottom of the sea really, really fucking hit. Really hit. It does. And I mean, the the problem is that don't just turn off your light. Yeah. And sit there in the dark being scared. Yeah. That's that reactive energy that we want to avoid. Just acknowledge the fact that you have your light on and that you're not quite ready for it to turn off. Yeah. But that you can start turning like lights off. You can start unplugging night lights. Yeah. You can make it slowly darker. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this extreme nature of full like full send full send yeah with the lights on to like full send into the darkness yeah there's so much middle ground in between yeah we just have to make sure that we're kind of constantly we're not sitting in our shit and we're not moving through fast through our shit yeah exactly. but there is the pace and you have to feel into that so that way you know what's going on well yeah so you can make the bright the proper yeah the madness choices the madness happens when we talk about what i said earlier in the podcast whereas like you're you're on that race externally and when you're on that race externally you're always gonna feel the madness because you cannot you're not sustaining internally so when you're when you see this work as a course or when you see this checklist or you're trying to get somewhere you're trying to have something that is always going to take you to madness you're always going to feel fucking mad because the external will never fucking bring you home to the internal ever 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 and that level of fucking spin that fucking madness is just fucking wild i went through it for years in my journey years that level of fucking madness that i had to move up through those floors um so badly wanting to be saved so badly wanting my summer to happen so badly you know wanting the pivot to be able to you know just go fucking I, you know, get my nails done without fucking having to scrape by to do it. You know, that was such a victim narration I had for so long to you, Skylar, where I'd always be like, I just want to be able to like pay my bills or live my life. And I'm in. And then once I fucking just like owned it and I was like, okay, this is where I am right now. And it's not going to be forever. And this is not forever, but I got to walk through this so that it, when it pivots, it's fucking, I'm solidly in summer because I don't want to fake news myself and get to a fucking week or a month of summer and then fucking fall back into winter or fall. And that was the pivot is once it's finally accepted the madness that was trying to grab me and was okay with it. I then found the magic. 
But you can't get to the magic until you fucking just own where the madness is and fucking be like, no matter what it takes, I'm going to fucking face this madness and I'm going to make choices to move through it. And that's a key thing. Like everybody wants this like checklist for consciousness. And if me and Skylar can be the embodiment for this for people, what is that checklist? Checklist? Choice singular second second choices throughout one's one's day literally catapults and changes everything and I know we've had this this conversation with Becca because she'd be like how the fuck did I get here you know if I was tired and moving through something last month and she's like choices I've made choices every single fucking day to literally blow out the candle well, right or wrong. Exactly. And she just owned it. And that 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 is key. Right she or- just had a whole journey. Let's just use that as an example. And this is a really good example. Um, Becca just had this whole journey finding a short-term rental. And quote-unquote, we were in it for, what, 10 days? And we were laughing so fucking hard the night that we got an email and realized that it was like total Earth One again. But it needed to happen. And she didn't even alter. And then 10 o'clock at night, we're all scrambling to try and find money. I literally had to text my mom and ask her for $100 to get a new Airbnb booked. Because we literally just were like, okay, you made that decision 10 days ago, 15 days ago. And in that moment, it was exactly what needed to happen. And everyone grew leaps and bounds at that place. But that's owning we owned it we own it we don't alter because we're worried about making a wrong decision we literally are like okay this is a fucking wild experience and we laughed about it when we got back to the other airbnb where we were like wow like what the fuck just happened and nobody makes any qualms about it and you have been saying something to me hugely the last little bit where you said um and I forget the exact words around it, but you're like the action sometimes um, means more than the or the action is the experience. Or how have you been labeling that to me? And the I love actions, that. And I feel like we should really, really end it with that because that's what people need to understand. That's March, and that's the rest of this year. the The decision to do something is almost more important than the actual exactly. action itself. Exactly so the experience of the, it. The experience of yeah. So maybe like. The, so this this Airbnb you, example, the short term rental. You, you you write you write the email, mm-hmm. even though you know you don't care what the you don't really care what the result is of the email, but mm-hmm. you have to write the email because mm-hmm. that way you're going to deal and process with the energy with the emotions that you're feeling, but you're okay with the results not turning out a certain way. Yeah, I'm gonna which use, is also which is also key because if you're I'm writing gonna use Becca as an example, yeah, because if you're going to write an email and you're aiming for a specific result from that email, yeah. So let us use an example. So this Airbnb journey, um, she found this short-term Airbnb rental um, and it was quote-unquote a little bit more permanent. So she had to put down a deposit. So she put down this deposit. We were all in it for 10 days and then realized like we were being watched and it was just a, a fuck the, the, one experience. The, the energy was gross around exactly. it because we were being heavily monitored. Heavily monitored. Doesn't really matter, but really heavy Earth One experience. And we were noticing it during the 10 days. Like my body was fucked. Things were fucked. We were just realizing a lot life, of... Life was difficult. Hard, hard. There are things just like... 
the water, like just small, like life things we were noticing were hard. They weren't easy. It was hard to do things. Um, and when I say the word fucked, it was just like outside of our baseline. You know, we have a baseline of how we live. So long story short, we make a decision that we're going to go back to the other frequency that, that we know supports our baseline. And Becca, um, and Alexia went and cleaned this Airbnb and just left it in a beautiful state. And she got an email saying that she's not getting her deposit back because they can't short notice, whatever it was. So then me and Becca came to me and we had a conversation about it. And she's like, you know what? I'm writing an email about this to her because it's bullshit. Like I get that it's 3D energy to write this email and that feels gross. She's like, but I also know that I just need to fucking send the email and say the stuff. Otherwise, it's just going to be clogged. And it's the experience more than the actual getting the money back. Yes, And that's what people need to understand. Because Becca has a silent Sam and she needs to learn how to speak up for herself exactly rather than staying silent exactly and feeding that i'm a piece of shit i made a wrong choice narration whatever so this is a prime example that you can apply to yourself where the fuck is can you do this where you need to where the experience matters more than the action like she's let go of the money doesn't matter to her it's like cool like lost that money is it shitty yeah would it be nice to have it of course but at the end of the day she's not writing the email in hopes of getting the money back she's writing it for the experience of her floors her consciousness and elevating herself and that's a big key missing component that so many people forget and don't do and fucking get wrapped up on it because you you create the madness because externally you want it to be a certain way with your candle well and just to top it off because i always like showing the, the flip side of everything here is it was easy to go back to earth too it was yeah. easy to get out of that that rental to find something else yeah now if it had been hard yes and we were trying to really force it to yeah. get into a different rental yeah. We needed. We would have needed to have stopped, yeah. paused, and reflected on that, and mm-hmm. be like, "Why is this being so hard to leave where we are right now? Yeah. What is going on? Why do I feel like I'm forcing, you know, a square Rushing, pe- yeah. a square peg into a round hole? What is going on? You have to reflect on it because it should be. There should be a sense of ease and a flow to it, mm-hmm. rather than a, a forcing kind of like constant hammering back out at like. I need to get mm-hmm. out of here. I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. It should be like, okay, I need to get out of here. I'm going to look around. Oh, look, I applied to this place. Boom. I've got a place. Mm-hmm. It should almost be... Stupidly easy. Stupidly easy. You should almost then you say almost to, like want to make it something weird. Like you almost want to judge it because it's so easy. Yes. And, and, and that is a whole other podcast that we're going to talk about after this one. So... Take in the magic or the madness this month. I mean, we will see you throughout the month to hold your hand. So much is coming out. So much me and Skylar have to share. So I I just really hope that that this clicks in, in such a powerhouse way for you guys. You know, where are you fucking choosing the pink candle and trying to control the wind?